This drink, I like it. I know, it's great, right? Another! What's going on, everybody? After 20 minutes of troubleshooting my computer, we're, <laughs> we're finally able to record. And uh, look, Andres, I'm sorry that you did try to tell me what to do, but I couldn't hear you. So in my defense, yeah. But anyway, so we were able to figure it out. We are here recording. We've got a brand new episode for you. We're very excited. We have a ton of stuff to cover. I mean, an abnormally like large amount of stuff to cover because comic-con happened this past weekend so tons of trailers and pieces of news came out there's tons to talk about so we had to cherry pick our favorite things that we wanted to talk about so obviously as always i'm joined by nancy and andres my wonderful co-hosts well at least one of them is pretty wonderful the other you know he has his good days and bad days but um uh, yeah so i was we're gonna, just gonna say <laughs> audience you can decide who's you can decide about. who's the one who's kind of iffy but now nah, I, I figured i'd just fill in that blank for you you know i don't like to leave things ambiguous um but we got tons to talk about today so we're gonna dive right in and the first thing is actually a piece of news that was released today so it was kind of great that we you know uh, decided to uh, push this episode or at least recording this episode because today it was announced you know over the weekend uh, it was announced that we have two new Avengers movies coming out in 2025 one of them called Avengers the Kang Dynasty and no one really knew you know what these movies are gonna be about obviously they just announced the titles and a bunch of other Marvel titles that are gonna be coming out in the you know um, the next few years so it was announced today that uh destin daniel cretton who recently directed shang chi and the legend of the ten rings has been tapped to direct uh at least avengers the kang dynasty so i'm really excited about this i love shang chi and that's probably my favorite bit of uh phase four that we've gotten so far without a doubt like by a mile for me so i think this is a really exciting choice i think he knows how to handle emotion well character well action absolutely well what do you guys think about this andres yeah absolutely um dustin i feel is a very solid choice in terms of he is probably the closest that we've gotten to what the Russo brothers were for phase two, where all of a sudden you're like, holy crap, th this is an amazing new vision, an amazing new way in the style of filming the fight scenes and applying that to an Avengers movie that excites me so much. And I have a feeling one of two things is going to happen. One, we're going to get um, a reunion between him and Brie Larson again, which short turn 12 mm. is a fantastic Great movie. movie. Just Mercy is also really great as well. I forgot that he did that one. Great movie. Yeah. A anytime they're together, they always make great stuff. And I will also be willing to bet that this is going to be the start of the Young Avengers, if that makes any sense. Like, all the Avengers that we're getting in now with Miss Marvel and some of the periphery characters in uh, Phase 4, I feel that we're going to get the ball rolling on them with this movie and then with Secret Wars, that's going to be sort of like the, let's bring <laughs> all the people back together. So, yeah. I know this is probably not what you said. It was probably just like an audio delay, but I just heard Secret Wars and I was like, I want to see that movie. <laughs> Secret like, Wars? Secret <laughs> Wars. I'm just imagining like boat paddles. Yeah, just like Secret really wars. intense boat paddling. <laughs> or who knows? Or who knows? Maybe oh. we might get the screaming goats back again. Oh, you know what? We could tie them in with Secret Oars. You know, I didn't think about, look, there we we'll go. start our own shared universe. <laughs> yeah, <good>. great. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Andres is like, great, great, great. Nancy, what do you But what do you think about the idea of, of the first Avengers film sort of being introducing the new batch of characters with the second film being, you know, just bringing all the old school people from the last phase? I mean, I'm all about that. I mean, if, if he's good at anything, that, or at least that he's shown that he's great so far at introducing new characters. I mean, he did a great job with Chang-Chi and just every character that he introduced in that movie. And then he was also handling characters that had already been established, too, and he did that really well. So I think it would be, you know, a, a great choice either way. I mean, I'm really excited about this choice. In fact, I'm kind of angry I didn't think about him directing this movie because I didn't really want the Russo brothers to come back and do another two Avengers movies because I want something fresh. I want like a different take on like a big, large scale Avengers movie. But Nancy, what do you think? You're going to hate me, but it's Shang-Chi, not Shang-Chi. Yeah, I, I was, I was, so I was just going to say, I was just going to say, say, you pronounced that, no, you pronounced that name like three different times in three different ways. Shang-Chang, This is what happens every time I talk about this. Is why I was like really scared to talk about this movie, not because of the topic, just because I know my pronunciation of it is just all over the map. It's Shang, it's Shang, it's... <laughs> 
it's just like and you and you get me for ors you get me for grr yeah i like look oh, it's man. a given that take relationship okay? it's karma it's karma <laughs> look, guys that was look, hilarious look, i call you guys on your shit you call me on mine this is how this works mm. i completely admit that i fuck it up constantly <laughs> but this one's that's what makes the joke in the movie so funny when she's like you change your name from sean to sean and yeah. you expect them not to find you. There yeah, you that's how I, I mean. In case you, you can't tell that I'm I'm an American from New York, so there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, New York. But no, I'm, I New am York. excited. Short Term Twelve is one of my favorite movies. Oh, it is so good. And Just Mercy is one. just as good, I would say. So yeah, I think he's gonna handle it well. Um, yeah, I, I feel like I, ha- I I feel like Andre said everything that I wanted to say. So take all that, apply it to me. Done. <laughs> Anything else you'd like to add? Tortum <laughs> 12 is my favorite movie. Just oh, Mercy, okay. also great. So. Okay, great. No, I really think he's going to do a good job. Uh, again, like those movies are so, so good that I can't imagine that he's going to come on and like shit the bed with this movie. Like, mm-hmm. And especially Shang-Chi yeah. was amazing. I loved it. So, yeah, I think he's going to do fine with this. And I'm excited. I mean, although, it, yeah. The movie itself, though, like, Andre's you saw sent me you know a quick summary of what this character is and i was already fucking confused so <laughs> bless him for taking on this project because it sounds like it's going to mm-hmm. be complicated i mean I if mean, he can introduce someone new and then do all that kind of mythical stuff in the last act and make it all feel like grounded and so well executed like i think he can handle this with like with ease honestly i think he's gonna bring a nice fresh visual style to it that i think we need because like he made that movie so colorful and vibrant and exciting but also really grounded in emotion so that's why i'm really excited for him to not only take on the action of two like or at least that avengers movie but also handling those characters i know he's not going to shortchange anyone and he's going to bring the feels and that's what i want absolutely All and also and, and and also he made us believe in giant dragons and yeah, still made saying. the world feel grounded and there was a yeah. that, that freaking weird creature that Trevor is is all attached to that has no face i mean he yep. made us believe all that it's he, he if if that's any indication of what he's able to do as a director he's going to he's going to probably simplify uh Kang the Conqueror quite a bit so he's going to make it digestible i think and i think he's going to do a great job yeah, I think we're all in agreement. I think he's a really exciting choice, and I'm really excited to see what he does uh, with that Avengers movie. I think he's going to knock it out of the park. But what do you think, audience? You know, let us know. Are you excited about this choice of uh, him directing this first Avengers movie that's coming up? Let us know in the comments what you think. We always want to know your thoughts about every topic we talk about. So jot it on down. We want to hear your thoughts. Let us know. So now... We are pivoting on to all the trailers that we're talking about today. We had to leave some on the, the cutting room floor, so to speak, because there were just so many we wanted to talk about. We actually like had not an angry argument in our group chat, but more so like a very passionate. It was like a passionate like school debate. It's like, I'd like, to, I'd like to talk about this trailer for this reason and that reason. And I stand by this wholeheartedly. And then Nancy would chime in like, well, I disagree. And I'd like to cover this. And then Andres is like, both of you need to shush. <laughs> I also love this. Okay, so I have two brothers, and this would uh-huh. always happen when we would be like, okay, where do you want to eat? Right. Where do you want to get pizza? Yeah. And like, I would say, okay, I want Pizza Hut and, you know, Little Caesars, but I hate Domino's. And then my other brother would be like, well, I really like Domino's and this, but I hate Pizza Hut. And so, like, all of yep. us picked yep. what the, the other worst. one hated. I felt like this ha- that happened to us. Like, each no, one it, of us it, picked it, one that we didn't want. It got super frustrating because, like, we we would agree on like two, but then the third one we yep. all had different choices, and I was like, yes. okay, maybe by next Wednesday we'll pick yeah. <laughs> the third one that we're gonna talk about. We now I'm <laughs> angry and hungry. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Nancy name dropping food, making us both hungry. Yep. I hate you. Nom, nom, um, nom. But anyway, so we did pick three trailers that we're gonna talk about. The first one, since we, you know, uh, we're just talking about Shang Chi, we're talking about dragons, uh, so we're gonna kind of go the mythical route here, and you know, at Comic Con they. Uh, show the first trailer for the Dungeons and Dragons movie, which, you know, I actually didn't even know was happening, let alone that it had a cast like this, you know, like with Chris Pine, you know, popping up in this movie. And uh, Justice Smith, I believe, is in the movie as well. I feel like I'm definitely missing a couple of people. It'll come to me, like, probably while you guys are talking. But this is our first look at this live action Dungeons and Dragons movie. Uh, personally, I've never played, you know, the the game that everyone loves so much and that, you know, people are very passionate about. Um, and I have to say, I went into this trailer 
with very low expectations. But I left it thinking, that looks fun. You know, I think this could be a good time. Everyone seems like they're not taking themselves too seriously. It looks like it's well-researched. The visuals actually look surprisingly good. And it kind of looks like a fun heist movie with, like, Dungeons and Dragons elements. So, I don't know. I'm kind of on board. What do you think? Uh, We'll start with Nancy on this one. Yeah, no, I think it looks really cool. I'm in the same boat as you. I didn't know this was happening. So, when I saw it, I was like, oh, okay. Looks way better than the original. (laughs) Gotta say that. Um, Oh, yeah. With Marlon, Marlon Wayans? Yeah, I think that was who was in it. Um, Mar- Marlon Wayans, yes. <laughs> yeah, so it definitely looks better than that. But no, it looks good. I think it has a nice balance of that humor with all the mythical elements and the visuals look really good. Um, I'm also not one who played D&D growing up. Way too complicated for me. But mm-hmm. I think this is a really good way to get people into that realm. It looks like they're going to do a really good job of just making sure that you're immersed in that world a little bit um especially all the magic stuff like they made it look so cool i liked it so Mm -hmm. i'm actually excited for this one cool all right awesome how about you andres I'm actually surprisingly very excited for this. I had yeah. very low expectations going into it. I mean, Look at that. Dungeons and Dragons is not necessarily my thing either. And it's one of those things where the original film, it was directed by somebody who is a hardcore Dungeons and Dragons fan and somebody who wrote books on it and all that other stuff. But the problem was he had never directed a single film before that. So you saw exactly how the quality dipped. Whereas Mm -hmm. with this, we actually got uh, the writers of Game Night and Spider-Man Homecoming uh, writing and directing this. Writers of Game Night. That makes me even more excited. Game night, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love game so, night. You and Con it, both it, love game night. It's so weird. It's so good. I mean, it's, it's not so weird. Yeah. It's good, but it's just like one of those really. It's so I, weird. You guys like the same movie. <laughs> it's not weird. <laughs> it's the so movie's weird. Good. It's so weird. You guys like the mm-hmm. studio comedy. It's, it's a very so, niche movie it's so that not peculiar. a lot of people like. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> it's so weird that you guys. <laughs> Listen. It's a very it's niche so, movie that you both like. So niche. So niche. You guys should feel so weird for like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you guys put up yeah. with me. I really don't know. It's, it's fine. Jesus. If this was um, Zoom, I would have exited you out by now. Oh, you would have muted me by now or kicked me out. It's fine. Um, <laughs> wait, Andres, anything else to add? <laughs> no, you pretty much got it right oh, there. Okay. I'm excited cool. for it. Uh, huh? Yeah, Game Night is a weird movie. There you go. Boop. Yeah, it's a very weird but very fun movie. But yeah, um, yeah. so it's definitely a, kind of a big thumbs up from all of us here. But let us know in the comments, what did you think of the Dungeons & Dragons trailer? Do you, Have you ever played the game? Are you excited for the movie if you have played the game? Are you excited for the movie if you haven't played the game? Let us know in the comments section below. We want to know your thoughts on this trailer. It's a big one. I think it comes out, what does it come out next year, I think, right? Next year? March, March 2023. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Cool, cool, cool. All right, and now we are pivoting to another huge trailer that uh, popped up over the weekend at Comic-Con, and that uh, was the trailer for Shazam 2, which I believe this one comes out this year, like Christmas time, right? I think it's December it comes out? Yes. Yeah. It took it took the Aquaman uh, release right. date. Gotcha. So this is our first big That's glimpse fair. at the movie, um, and I personally have been very excited about the sequel. I really love the original movie. I really love what uh, David F. Sandberg did with that material. I think Zachary Levi is just like a pitch perfect Shazam, uh, and it made me feel like a little kid. And I think it was like one of DC's more lighthearted affairs back when they were doing like super dark and brooding stuff, and it was like a nice breath of fresh air. And I think that this movie looks pretty fantastic the visuals look great zachary levi looks fantastic the rest of the cast looks great too his shazam family i like that they're being included more helen mirren's in this movie fuck yeah i love helen mirren she's the fucking best um the visuals look great it looks like a fun comic book movie it looks like it still has that childlike spirit of the original movie it still looks like lighthearted fun but with some stakes and yeah i don't know I'm, I'm excited even though we don't get to see a ton of footage i've seen enough where like i'm already sold so i'm good but uh andres let's start with you what did you think of the shazam 2 trailer i think the dynamic between the family members is personally to me what made the first film feel so grounded and feel so great and feel so different is you're actually just watching a family story but I was afraid that going into the sequel, we were going to lose a little bit of that because the kids were going to be a little older. And thankfully, it seems right off the bat, the film has not lost that touch in any way whatsoever. I mean, the trailer starts off with Zachary Levi as as Shazam just literally having a therapy session as his superhero self, which is what Billy Batson 
always wanted to become was to be an adult so he could get out of the system. And in the first film, he got that wish. And then in this one, it's like, yeah, you know what? Being being an adult is not exactly what I thought it was going to be. And it kind of sucks now. And now I need to vent. I just love that sense of humor about it. It looks great. Again, Helen Mirren just becoming this generation or at least just this decade's Liam Neeson where all of a sudden she's out in every other action movie now in the Fast franchise. I'm Mm -hmm. so for that. So, yeah. And, you know, again, uh, probably probably the one thing that's still just kind of just kind of is up in the air a little bit is just how this is going to fit in the DC pantheon now going forward where, you know, it kind of feels like the universe is broken a little bit. So, who who knows how it's going to turn out? But as far as this becoming a standalone film in itself, in a sequel to the last film, not connected to anything else, I think it looks like it's going to be a ton of fun, and I can't wait to see it in December. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, cool, cool. Seems like we are on the same page. Nancy, what page are you on? The same one? Or are you in a different chapter? Let us know. Same page. Oh. Ah, okay. <laughs> all together I also I love that you called Helen Mirren like this decade's Liam Neeson I think that's just like beautiful spot up um, hell yeah hell yeah but no I, I really like this trailer I love that we're getting some lady villains I feel like we don't get that a lot and to have that in this movie I was like fuck yes let's do let's go um, <laughs> let's do let's do it let's do let's do <laughs> new phrase catch it Buddy. everyone use it uh <laughs> Okay. Did you just say buddy from heavyweights? Yeah. Of course okay. I did. Buddy. Anyways. Um, no, I like that this movie is now going into where he's kind of finding himself as a superhero more so. It's just like, oh, mm. yeah. Like, exactly like you said, Andres. He's more like, oh, okay, this isn't exactly what I thought it would be. And now I'm kind of finding my way. I love that the family's incorporated still. Uh, recently, Eric... Uh, someone had tweeted out like what's your favorite movie trope and Eric had put you know when everyone either at the end of the movie or at some point they all get together and team up and they're like ready to fight and to me that was the one thing that stood out uh, was my favorite part of the trailer was when the family is all walking together and like Shazam and they all change I was like oh yeah, fuck yeah. such that. a good good part of the trailer I love that so yeah I'm really excited for it I think it's going to be great yeah and I'm, I'm more excited about it. Like, you know, I know like this kind of DCEU is a little bit fractured at the moment where they're still trying to like figure out like what movies are connected and what characters are going to be, you know, in another movie with this character. I mean, I could see this movie connecting to Black Adam since they're probably inevitably going to share the screen together. I mean, they did hint at it in the original movie where they like showed his chair. So it's yeah. possible that maybe a credit scene might set up some sort of confrontation between him and Black Adam. Who knows? But honestly, I'm more so for this movie just being its own thing. Like, do its own thing yeah. be a standalone Same. fun superhero film you know the first one kind of felt like that you know even it's like little tie-ins to the dceu didn't feel like they were a huge deal they kind of were just kind of brushed away which i really liked it's like yeah well, we're gonna do our own thing but yeah we're kind of we're part of this like universe thing that everyone's talking about but we, we don't really give a shit so i like the fact that it was kind of doing its own thing and i feel like this one is more in the same spirit um and i think it just looks like more fun and i'm really excited to see it in december as well so our audience what did you think of the Shazam 2 trailer. Let us know in the comment section below. Did you love it? Did you hate it? Are you middle of the road on this trailer? Did you love the original movie? Are you excited for this one? Let us know. And if you're just listening to the podcast, go to the video version, comment, make the effort, show us that you care because we read all the comments and we enjoy them immensely. All right, moving on. Now we're talking about the trailer that everyone's been talking about, a trailer that's been breaking viewing records on YouTube that everyone's tweeting about, a trailer that... I feel like I didn't really expect to see see it so soon or at least to see it during Comic-Con, but it dropped. And that is the new trailer for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I'm going to be honest. I was super worried about this movie. You know, we hadn't seen any footage yet, and I was a little bit worried about that as well since the movie comes out in November. And I was even starting to think, is this movie actually going to come out in November considering we haven't seen any footage from it? And then they dropped this trailer. This trailer that I... I like teared up. I got emotional. I thought it was unbelievably well edited and mixed. There was so much emotion on display. You know, the legacy of T'Challa and Chadwick Boseman was just on full display and like a great focus on this trailer. We get great footage. It looks visually 
gorgeous. The story looks engaging, but more so this trailer is about showing that we haven't just moved on from Chadwick Boseman. We haven't just moved on from T'Challa. His loss is super felt in this trailer. And it's honestly, it might be my favorite Marvel trailer ever. And granted, I haven't seen a lot of those, you know, previous trailers in a long time, but, you know, just coming to mind i really can't think of a trailer that made me as emotional as this trailer and this is coming from someone who i didn't like love the first black panther movie i liked it i didn't love it but as just a marvel fan i think this is just such a well done trailer that took me from really worried about this movie to unbelievably excited about it so if you ask me that is a job very well done i can't wait to see this movie everything about it looks tremendous and i'm so excited i think ryan coogler is going to knock this out of the park with his amazing cast and crew what do you think we'll start with nancy oh yeah i have to echo what you said i i think i watched the trailer probably at least like six yeah. times by now it's if not more repeat. it's just so pretty it's so pretty it's so, <laughs> it's <emotional>. so pretty <laughs> and i think also too you know i in the back of everyone's minds when they go and watch us, and I mean, not even probably in the back of your mind at the forefront, you're always going to think of Chadwick Boseman when you think of Black mm-hmm. Panther, regardless if, you know, they're going to replace him, find whoever it is going to be that new Black Panther. But I think everyone's always going to think of Chadwick Boseman mm-hmm. as Black Panther. And I think they did it such, they did it in such a, a good, respectful way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that... Uh, you know that speech from Angela Bassett where she's talking about losing her family that's like the punch to the trailer that I think just hit so hard Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm I'm so excited for this I almost don't I I almost don't want too much from it though I like that they didn't give a lot and I almost I almost want to be like okay I'm good maybe just a little more and then I just want to go into the movie and watch it right Um, although curious though because she does say, I've lost my whole family, but his sister's still around. So I'm wondering, is that like, did she die? Did she, is this during like the blip and they're both yeah, gone? Is this I think like, it's that. I'm yeah. very curious what's going to happen. Yeah, I think it's that too. So yeah, I'm interested to see how they deal with all that. And also I'm curious to see how they deal with Chadwick Boseman not being in the film like are they yeah, gonna make that's, it that's more so what i'm like no. thinking about like, how yeah, like are they gonna make that? it he passed away somehow are they gonna make it that he got blipped and he came back and then something happened you know i'm, I'm not that's sure that's what it's i'm worried about i just i don't know how they're gonna do that yeah if you know andres don't tell me <laughs> i don't want to know but anyways, well that's the whole okay um first off i think this is a very well done trailer it is absolutely very, very just all the editing choices are fantastic in this. Um, the choice of the music, you know, everything's so going to be all right. It's great. However, I will have to say that as much as everybody is crying about this trailer, I've gotten, I've gotten a bit desensitized with trailers that are that good where I'm like, if a trailer is that good and all the production issues that have been happening, what exactly are they hiding? And the other thing, too, oh, what is... A, what a point of view. Okay. Suicide Squad burned you that hard. Suicide Squad burned you that bad. Damn, dude. Okay. No, 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 no. But, but here's the thing is that as much love as this trailer is getting, there is a fair amount of people out there that are basically saying... The, the whole reason why this trailer works is because you're opening the old wound of Chadwick Boseman's death, and it's kind of, to a certain extent, it's kind of a cheap emotional way to sort of get us on board with this and sort of just not look not look past some of what could potentially be some of the MCU's flaws going forward. I mean, it's been released exactly how this movie is going to deal with Chadwick Boseman's death in terms of the synopsis. So, Nancy, if if that's my whole basis around why I am not nearly as excited for this movie as I should be. In fact, with the trailer, I was like, that's a really good trailer. And But the other thing, too, is that I'm not necessarily fully on board with how they're going to handle T'Challa in this film. And you, do that you think they're just all- leaning leaning too much on like the emotional side as opposed to like having good story? Is that what you're saying? 
they're leaning into the fact that uh, not necessarily the emotional side, but they're leaning too much into real life events that previously in the MCU, whenever we've had a character pass away or something like that, it's been, you know what? The character is bigger than the actor himself. You know, we're going to move on with that. And Chadwick Boseman has been quoted from his brother has literally said that it, when it, if he passes, he would rather that this role continues because the character means so much more than the actor playing him. It's like if Rob Pattinson passed away tomorrow, I don't think there's anybody that would necessarily think that, oh, you know what? We can't make any more Batman movies because if we just stop making Bruce Wayne movies, why, why do we move forward on that? Whereas with this, I feel that Black Panther was such a groundbreaking movie and, uh, you know, a, a big step forward in terms of blockbuster filmmaking that in order to say that T'Challa is not around anymore and to sort of just be like, you like, like sort of using the real life event. I'm trying not to spoil it as much, all that much, even though it's out there in synopsis. People, you if you want T'Challa himself, not Black Panther is what you're to, saying. To, like, like T'Challa someone himself. should continue the okay exactly I feel like that'd but would be so hard though I, I think I think there's a way you could do it I mean again right now it's too soon uh, to to do anything with T'Challa again or to do anything with the the T'Challa character because of the fact that we just lost Bozeman I mean yeah. if anything you sort of if anything I think what the way they should how how yeah. soon was it uh, from when he passed to when they started filming like maybe months, maybe Ooh. months or weeks. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty fast. Like, pretty see, fast I feel like around. that's that's the thing too. Like, and and this also, and and this also brings up the question of what are we going to do once once uh, the Thunderbolts comes out? And that was announced at Comic Con as well. And the Thunderbolts is basically a team corralled by General Thunderbolt Ross, who is played by William Hurt who just passed two months ago. So what are we gonna do? Are we are we going to just recast William Hurt? Or are we gonna move forward and just say uh, he's dead or just basically use that as a story point? But it brings up a lot of really weird questions for me. And that's sort of kind of what, not necessarily kills my excitement, but tempers my excitement a little more for this movie. I'm excited about the fact that we're going to get Namor the Submariner in the film. Like, that is a character I never thought in a million years would be on film. I thought we would get Aquaman before we did, before we got Namor, and actually we did get him. So, um, but yeah, but in terms of everything going forward, it's going to be very interesting. And I would say Marvel is treading a very fine line right now, and it all depends on the execution and... I'm a huge fan of Coogler, but there's only so much happy accents that can happen that I'm terrified of what's going to happen when this movie comes out. So you're saying you're amped. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> Is that what I'm hearing? Very. My reading so, between very, the lines? I, I feel bad asking this, but because you said when an MCU actor has passed away, that they have replaced him. I can't think of one that has passed away. Am I forgetting? Oh man, now, now now I'm blanking right now. There there was a pretty oh, no. big one back in phase two. What's uh, that? Ooh, that's I mean, bad. I mean, not not necessarily. I mean, it's bad well, on my part. I don't remember. Yeah, <laughs> but but like but like essentially, whenever a character need to be recast or something like that, even though it's a beloved character, you know, I mean, the big one is uh, 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 Terrence Howard in Iron Man one, but he's he's still with us, but we still but ended up getting. Because wasn't that his own fault though? Didn't he want like? I thought he wanted more money, and they're like, nah. Yeah, he, he, he wanted more money. He was the highest paid actor in Iron Man 1, even more so than Robert Downey. And then he wanted to get paid even more in the sequel, which, again, it's his prerogative when you come back for mm -hmm. a movie that is that is successful. Of course, you can ask for a raise. If you're working at a job for a year, you deserve a raise, but that's Marvel's priority on that one. But... That that is a completely different situation than this. Whereas I think with this, I feel that the character is far more important than. Oh man, this is this is a fine line right here. I think the character is bigger than the than the performer portraying him. Because to say that we're never gonna get T'Challa ever again in the MCU, or we're never gonna get some version of him, even though, but 
even though this is an unforeseen circumstance, and I feel that Marvel is sort of playing on the emotional element of the fact that we just lost him, that we are that we are so emotional over that. And I think to me, it kind of feels like, yay, it's a good trailer, but also at the same time, it's a very easy way to get the audience on board, if that makes any sense. But I also feel like, on the other hand, if they made a trailer that, like, completely disregarded or paid little attention to the fact that he's gone, I feel like people would be way more upset, no? Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. But that's, again, go read the synopsis if you want to at some point. But anyway, uh, I'm that's trying to stay away from it because I kind of just want to be surprised Same. for better or worse, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. maybe best okay. friends. That's OK. But, uh, but bomb, yeah, no, but I bomb agree, line, too. It's no, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, it probably sounds like I'm more negative than than more positive about it. I'm definitely still going to be there no matter what, because, come on, it's a Black Panther movie. I love Wakanda. I love Shuri. I love every single character in Baku. I'm, I'm primarily excited for Namor showing up, so of course I'm going to be there. But I would say that my expectation is very tampered, not necessarily because of the fact it doesn't look good. It's just because of the fact that you know, extenuating circumstances are going to pop in. It, it's sort of like what I felt like going into Dark Knight Rises, where I'm like, they were supposed to have Heath Ledger's Joker in the film. It's somewhat compromised already. So it's it's basically just making me go, it's, it's going to be good. It's probably going to be good. It's probably going to be a very solid movie. But, you know, don't get my hopes too high. That's where I'm primarily at right now. Gotcha. So clearly we've got a little bit of a mixed pot of opinions here. So we're definitely going to be curious to see what you guys think about this trailer. I know a lot of people out there love this trailer, but what did you guys think of this Black Panther 2 trailer? Were you as emotional as we were? Were you as worried and possibly upset, upset as Andres was? Let us know in the comment section below. We want to not upset. <laughs> really? don't, don't even put that out weary. there. <laughs> He's getting awfully weary. defensive now. See? You were a little I, I can, weary, I, 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 can already, upset. I can already see Craig and Khan in the comments right now. Bring it on, guys. <laughs> All right. Well, you heard him. He challenged you. They're going to absolutely leave comments now. So I hope you expect oh, yeah. that. But definitely let us know in the comments what you think of this Black Panther 2 trailer. Movie hits theaters this November. So definitely let us know what you thought about this first glimpse at the movie. And now we're moving on to the big movie that we are talking about today. So much to cover. I mean, I'm already freaking exhausted, but we got we got to move on. We got to push forward. We got to keep doing this thing. And that is the new Jordan Peele movie, Nope, which hit theaters uh, this past weekend. Another Jordan Peele event film where it's shrouded in mystery. We don't know too much about it. We have our theories. We have our suspicions. But finally, we all got our chance to get our eyeballs on it. So let's start with Nancy. What did you think generally before we dive into some spoiler territory about Nope? I thought it was good, but also, listen, if I see one more comment from someone saying nope was a yep for me, I'm going to fucking oh God. scratch fucking. my eyeballs out. I'm over I'm it. So it. I'm so sick of it. It was going to happen whether so, we so wanted it to or not. So sick listen, of it. Listen, the first few days, fine, but when it keeps going, over it. So, yeah, everyone I, out there, don't say it. Just stop don't it. do it. Just stop, stop it. it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I wish I, I wish the audio listeners could see your face right now. Just, just stop. Oh, if they watch the video version, just stop it. There you <laughs> just go. Stop it. Anyway, go on. What, what, go what, on tap what, on YouTube.com. Boom. Yeah, just, just there stop you. it. Uh, yeah, no, this movie was actually interesting in the fact that even when I came out of the movie, I felt like I was still digesting of what I just saw because there was a lot going on that mm-hmm. wasn't as clearly connected to everything was in the movie so it definitely was one of those movies where like mm, you know i gotta think about this for for a little bit yeah. but in general it was very you know i think probably what my downfall was going into this movie was i was thinking of it more as a horror film yeah i should have been looking at yeah and i should have been looking at it from the lens of a sci-fi film so if you haven't seen it yet i would definitely do that mm. don't go into yeah. it expecting it to be horror it's definitely more sci-fi than anything definitely. else yeah so I, I thought it was really good. Uh, the like It's not a twist, but it's like a tiny kind of twist in the movie. I thought it was very clever, um, so I like they did that. But the beginning, I legit thought I was in the wrong movie. I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I was like, am I? Is this the right movie? <laughs> what right. is happening? I wish we could go <laughs> into, into detail later, but I thought that was a pretty clever way to start the movie and kind of throw everyone off. So overall, I'd probably give it like maybe three and three quarter stars. Maybe four. 
out of there. Out of out of five? Out of five. Out of five. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I was wondering. I was like, out of no, what? No, no, like a ten. <laughs> yeah. Are, 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 are we going by the Rotten Tomatoes meter? Or are we going by the Siskel and Ebert meter? Which they only went up oh, to four gosh. stars. Remember? <laughs> oh, well, we're going fat, baby. She's got her own Nancy meter. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, sometimes God. it's a letter. Sometimes it's stars. You never. Yeah, know. it kind of just depends on her mood, really. Yep. Um, but yeah, Andres, what did you think generally about Nope? Generally, I had a fun experience with it. I had a really fun experience when I went to go see it with Eric, Drew, Jen, Lon, and my buddy Jaquim from back home. So, like, honestly, we get it. I was, Andres in, has I was friends. in the perfect. I know. I was. I was. I, in, like I was in like the perfect. Your selling point. Yeah. Like, I had a fun time uh, because I yeah, went so with I saw all these a bunch people. Of people. I, I didn't go alone. <laughs> I just want to let you know I roll with a crew. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. But, but, the th- but the thing is, but but the thing is that that really much plays into this film is that it's very much a social a social thing. Oh, yeah. It's very much like like, okay. like, like, like it with someone. Absolutely, because the thing that I found the most interesting about coming out of this film with everybody is that we all had semi-different interpretations of the entire film or what we got from it and it was just a really great conversation right afterwards so i just thought it was a really great experience seeing it with friends now seeing the film directly i think it's one of the biggest flaws going into it is the expectation game because of the Mm -hmm. fact that jordan peele is primarily known for the horror films he's more known for get out he's more known for us Candyman, which he produced as well too so i kind of feel that that set up the expectation for this where people were going to judge it as a horror film first and like you said nancy it's absolutely a sci-fi film first it's more of it's more of a romp more than anything else it's more of what if aliens just appeared out of nowhere and here's this working class that's just trying to get along or the, trying to get by and the weird circumstances and the weird people that they draw and magnetize toward this event where you've got the child actor, the, the former child actor coming in. You've also got the, the random dude from Fry's Electronics Store helping you out. And it's it, it, it's oh, just such a favorite. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Angel. Angel's great. <laughs> but um, Five stars, Angel. Five stars. <laughs> five stars, Angel. Now, now she, she, was pri- she was probably my favorite character out of the Kiki entire Palmer bunch. Kiki crushed it. She crushed Kiki, it. Like, like, like ever, ever since me and Jaquim saw the movie, we've just been doing the, oh, yeah, motherfucker, bam, 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 bam. Like that, like rapid fire, <laughs> that like rapid fire freaking slap that she does with him. Oh, I like, love that. Didn't I, I tell that. you this motherfucker was going to bring a camera without any electricity? I was like, oh, Such God. Such a good, I like, brother-sister moment. I loved it. Oh, I love that dynamic. It was so good. <laughs> yeah, it was so great. Um, but in terms of what I felt about the movie, I thought it was I thought it was a great sci-fi movie. I thought it was a really interesting take on aliens that we haven't seen before. And ultimately we walked into the film expecting such a high stakes movie in a broad scope where in actual reality it's just like a I mean I mean not not getting too much in the spoilers, but it's such a like a such a narrow goal at the end of the day that it's just like oh it's actually mm. a really simple film that has all these complicated sci-fi elements all on board with it having said that it is not perfect but it is a fun time i would say it's right behind get out for me and it's definitely higher than us and candy man for me uh but i really enjoyed this movie i really enjoyed it. i give it like a solid uh, you know, I'm gonna go for an Andre scale. Are we doing it's ratings seven. now? <laughs> it's, it's, it's good. It's good. Since for, when for do me, we do ratings? We can talk about this. With the... Look, sometimes we do. Sometimes we're we're doing we ratings. Yep. Okay, I'll give it seven. four Cheerios out of five. <laughs> All right. It's seven. It's seven sassy toms out of ten. How's that? Oh, ooh, I like the oh, sassy tom scale. Sassy ooh, I like that sassy tom. Okay. All right. Um, but yeah, I'm Wait, I'm very much 10, in the same boat as you guys. Yeah, that's actually. That's a C. Yeah, that's like a seventy percent. That's a C. Do you know so, 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 C. so so any so <laughs> any movie below a five or a six is a fail? No, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, no, six this is, is very like, casting. That's this is like a B work. for me. This is good. Okay, B is yeah. So then eight. that's like an eight out of ten. That's no, how grades work. No, no. <laughs> All right, I, I think we, I think we need to get him back in school uh, because right. I think we need to I get him back in school. Stop. I'm very worried about you. Hey guys, how do fractions work, and how do percentages work? Let us know in the comments section. Tell us what the grades <laughs> were. 
the fuck? I'm, I've I'm, never I'm heard just, that. I'm just going. I'm just going you know by why? the scale of like a five is like halfway. It's like you don't hate yeah, it, but 50%. you don't love it either. <laughs> That's a 50%. It's not a fail. Oh my God. 50% is 100% a fail. That's that's a. Passing is 65. Not on a movie scale. Audience, go. Audience, please, 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 just go over and tell them why. Oh my God. All right, guys. You're going to need to sound off in the comments. Did you get all A's? I'm very confused. Seriously, I'm worried about you. So he doesn't know anything below like a 90%. Yeah, he kept getting six out of tens and he's like, oh, yeah, I got a B. <laughs> Sweet. Oh, why, is my, why is my grade so low? Though I don't get. Under, I don't understand. That's so funny. Oh my god! I'm, I'm, besides, like, I'm, um, like, oh, I'm like Olga and Hey Arnold. That the minute I get a Jesus. B minus, I'm just like, I, wow, my life is over. If you told me I was gonna have like a heated discussion about a rating system today, I would have not believed you. So here we are. But um, moving on from our rating debacle here, <laughs> I would say that I'm very much in the in the same boat as you guys were. I definitely had it going like against me in terms of expectations where I also went in thinking it was going to be more so like a horror sci-fi film. And I was very surprised to see that it was really more of a like a sci-fi thriller with some like creepy elements. I mean, there's a couple like little jump scares in there, but this is really not a horror movie. Definitely more of a sci-fi film. But once I realized what kind of movie it was trying to be, I was really able to get on board and I loved what he was doing because it feels so simple and so... Um, kind of understated but also it feels so grand and epic too which i really think is a testament to peel's filmmaking where this movie looks gorgeous the cinematography is beautiful the sci-fi elements are super creepy and engrossing the way he shoots it made me feel like a little kid like i was watching an old school sci-fi film like the ones i was growing up with and it felt kind of spielbergian it felt like there were shades of like war of the worlds and jaws and uh tremors even like it, there was just a mixture of so many different kinds of movies that you can tell were big influences for him and he wears them those influences proudly and he's paying homage in such loving ways he's getting great performances out of his actors and i will say like when i left the movie i was like okay i know he's trying to say something about you know steven yoon's you know character and the trauma that he went through um and i was like but like what 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 is he trying to say like i, I, I just it's not hitting me and i was like i feel dumb i feel real real dumb <laughs> and then literally like i thought about it for like a couple hours i was like all right i don't feel as dumb now got <laughs> I was it like, now. I got it now but like it's just the fact that he made me think about it that I was like, okay, I love that his movies always make me think, you know, yeah. about more than just my experience of being entertained and just what I thought about the movie, but the little themes that he likes to throw in there. And the, the theme that he really tackles in this movie, you know, having to do with trauma and how certain characters handle it and how certain characters even monetize it and try to, you know, kind of tackle it that way is really concerning and worrisome. And the way that factors into the plot felt very organic and it was very profound. So, I mean, we'll, we'll go into some spoiler territory now. I mean, you know, if you haven't seen the movie, obviously don't continue to listen or watch. But I will say that when the little twist like Nancy was hinting at before hits where you think that you're watching this UFO the entire time, which is creepy in and, in and of itself and so well done. I love the visual effects for it. It's so, I love the way every time it's filmed, it's beautiful and it's so creepy. I love it. It's the best. But then when they reveal that this UFO is actually like this shape-shifting alien creature that just like kind of comes down and just eats things, I was like, that's awesome. That's freaking yeah, great. That really cool. It's such like a simple mm -hmm. twist, but a really great one. And then when you like, like there are some shots in this movie that were like, absolutely haunting like when it comes down and eats everyone at that like fair and then you see inside oh, of all these people basically like suffering yeah, like, yeah, I was like that is one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen in my yes. life like wow oh, that, so like, so that image is like seared into my memory but the thing that I think really works in this movie is just that like great three-way dynamic between Daniel Kaluuya's character Kiki Palmer and I think uh, Brandon uh, what what's his last name it starts with a P uh, it's Angel. Yeah, he's <laughs> Angel. Angel. Uh, um, but yes. like their dynamic was so great in the movie. I love the way they played off of one another. It was so fun, especially like when they're trying to capture this thing on film, and you know they're just interacting with one another. It's it's so great. And I was surprised to see Daniel Kaluuya play a character in such an understated way where like initially I was like he kind of looks bored in this movie or I was like I don't know I, was like, I don't know if I'm feeling this performance yet and then by the <laughs> end I was like oh no it's perfect because like the way that he's kind of reacting to like this alien creature is like so subtle and so kind of like 
well shit you know like i just love like when he's like yeah. in the car and he's like he knows that he can't leave because he'll you know the thing will spot yeah. him and he just well he just slowly peeks out of the car and then he's just like Mm-mm. and then he nope. just closes the car like it just like, little moments like that he sells so well and i think yeah. having that kind of character opposite a character like Kiki Palmer's, which is like the complete opposite, is such a great contrast. And I think it really works in the movie. But yeah, I mean, those are just some of my favorite moments. I just think it's a really cool sci-fi film. And it, it reminded me of some of the ones I really loved growing up. It made me feel like a little kid. And that's the vibe I really wanted. And it showed that Peel is not just a horror director. He can dabble in different genres. So, I mean, I, I love him as a director. I just think he's great. But what are some of your favorite parts yeah. of the movie, guys? Well, like you were saying, when he made what we thought was a spaceship into a living organism that is an alien, I almost feel yep. like he was more comfortable when he figured that out because he's like, oh, I know animals. I know how they work. Like, let's go. We're going to get a picture of this thing. Yep. So I thought that tie-in was really cool. I also thought it was interesting how ultimately, because he was like, oh, it's kind of like a predator. You don't look at it in its eyes. I also thought it was interesting that the dad, uh, the reason he died essentially was because he was looking up and the quarter like hit him in the eye now maybe the quarter would have hit him other ways and he would have died anyways but i just thought that was an interesting tie-in of you know he he mm -hmm. died because he was looking up and ultimately the way they survived the alien is by looking down and not looking at it directly so those were like two two things that kind of stood out for me mm -hmm. how about you andres I mean, for me, one of the big things that stood out for me is the fact that Peel went out of his way to really make the UFO truly indescribable. Like, it's one of those mm -hmm. things when whenever you talk to somebody about what the creature looks like, you get either the jellyfish or you get that it's like a square that's constantly expanding. It, yeah. it, it feels very much, for lack of a better word, alien. It feels very much like something that you just don't understand or something that you can't place of this earth or of this world. So I thought it was really great in that in that capacity. Um, the other thing I really liked too was, oddly enough, it seems so weird when you see it in the trailer, but the Here's Gordy uh, TV show with the monkey and how yeah. that yeah. all ties in. Oh, that was man. a great, though, fake out, though, where oh, you see that God. hand coming yeah. under the table. And in the trailer, yeah. you think it's an alien hand, but then you yeah. watch it in the movie and you're like, that's great fucking marketing right there. What a yes. great fake out. Covered yeah. in blood. Gross. And, yeah. and, and, the other, and the other thing, too, is that this movie, um, this is actually Peel's first movie shot on IMAX as well, too. Mm -hmm. And there's I certain I things that. that IMAX. Oh, it's great. It's, it's one of those of where you, you kind of go. an IMAX. <laughs> And of in course. 35 millimeter. But the thing is that Peel chose very weird moments to shoot in IMAX, but when you really look at it, it really does put you in that mood because the mm -hmm. opening shot of the film is with the monkey staring straight at you. And that in IMAX just sort of feels like, oh my God, it feels like you're you're that kid that's underneath the table seeing this giant bloody thing coming at you and it's horrifying. Yep. And and then also even I feel like the that scene scared me more than anything else in the movie it was him just uh, literally pounding and beating someone to death, two people to death. Well, what eating one, one of them? One person to death. Yes, in eating one. Oh my god! I was like, this is that you was know, hard it, for me to watch. Yeah, you know, it's it's. I'm glad that you brought that up because apparently I you know I read that uh like um, Peel like he talked to Christopher Nolan actually about like shooting in IMAX because he wanted to make sure that he was like utilizing the format well and Christopher Nolan is like you know it's really addictive using it and like I think he said after his conversation with Nolan like he felt like okay yeah I should shoot you know like those Gordy scenes like in IMAX too so that the audience knows like off the bat that this is an important scene like it's a big scene like it, it it's very important to the plot of the movie and to what the story he's trying to tell you know because when that IMAX format hits you and the screen gets you know so big and you know uh, and wide that you're like okay I need to this is something I really need to pay attention to you know a lot of times it's just for like an action sequence but when you have it for you know a traumatic sequence like that it has like double the impact because it's shot in IMAX where you know even just seeing it in like standard format like I did that whole sequence I was like on the edge of my seat and like I just love that there was no music it was just just really creepy and like uh scarring almost honestly watching that and then like you yeah. know the juxtaposition of seeing that and then what you know that you know uh, steven yoon's character grows up to be and what he's doing for a living it's very it's a very stark contrast but it's also really effective yeah there's that yeah. one shot where he's like smiling like thinking he's talking about something else but he's smiling and then it cuts to him as a kid with just blood on his face 
And I thought that mm-hmm. was a really cool. Yeah, it was good. Back and forth between the two. Oh yeah. Yeah, where, where he's talking about uh, the incident when it happened when he was a kid, and he was just like, yeah, you know, it was it was kind of cool. They really nailed it with the SNL sketch, and that's the only way he's able to talk about it is by talking yeah. about the SNL sketch, because if he talks about it in the sense of what happened on that day and what he felt like, it's incredibly traumatizing. And it also goes into the point of people use humor in order to deflect pain a yep. lot of the times. Yep. And that I thought was perfect. And also the uh, we talked about this right after the movie was done, but the moment he went that SNL sketch and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, it's going to be Chris Kattan as the monkey. Oh my God. <laughs> and boom, there it was. Yep. Chris Kattan played the monkey to a T. I love his And like, I'm just like, oh. it was Kattan. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Chris Kattan actually do a sketch where he was Yeah, like, he did. Mr. Like, okay. Peepers. Yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, that's uh, uh, right. It's been a yeah. while, but that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, and oh my, there was that one scene that I really loved too where like, it was another great fake out and it feels so good with these fake outs where it doesn't feel cheap where it feels like, oh, okay, that's, that's just great. Where... Um, uh, Kulia's character he's like in the barn or whatever and like oh, it looks like there's yeah. like two like little aliens kind of like walking yes. around and like communicating yeah. with one another and he's like nah that nah nah nah, nah, nah. and then it's just like nah. two kids dressing up and I was like oh that yeah. was such a good fake out like yeah. I totally bought it especially because with no. the sound design which is by the way amazing yeah. the sound mix in this movie holy oh, yeah. shit yeah. so good yeah no I it, I was in the theater and when that happened I was like Oh, the, what the fuck is that? Like you hear that, that shit. Yes. Yeah, like you hear yes. those weird like noises, and, and I was like, oh shit. And the way they moved because you couldn't yeah. see, you couldn't really see the costume because it was in the corner in the dark. Oh, yeah, so the great. way it moved, it made it look like the head was like doing this, like up and down mm-hmm. on its like, body, like, like, like turning like, weird ways. But it was just because of the yeah. lighting and everything, which I thought was just so clever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it felt like it felt like you were just watching like a living lava lamp, just like with the head floating up and down, and all that other stuff. So, yeah, absolutely, that was that was horrifying. I mean, also as a '90s kid myself, could we just give a shout out to freaking Michael Wincott finally appearing again in something? Oh my god, uh, the, the guy who plays the the cinematographer with the IMAX yeah. camera later with on the, the film, the super deep Wait, voice, who's that? yeah. Yeah, uh, he's said, the villain in the Crow. Oh, that's Michael Wincott. He played the uh, villain in the Crow. He also played the vil- he also played the sheriff of Nottingham in the Kevin Costner Robin Hood movie as well. Uh, he he's very much well known for for some of his more villainous characters in the nineties. Gotcha. And just okay. to see him come back, it was like, oh, where have you been for all these years? Well, I would love to see you come back in movies. Hmm. But like, I yeah, like that was he was more a weird like character. A, I feel like that was more of a like an inspir like an aspiration for you because honestly, before you <laughs> described who he was, I had no idea who he was. I was like, I sounds familiar. But I'm sorry, Michael Michael oh, Wincott. So good. Uh, Michael know, Wincott as top dollar in the Crow is like a top ten best comic book comic book villains of all time. I would say hands yeah. down. Is he a seven? So out of 10? yeah, mm-hmm. right. no, he, seven he's a six out of ten B plus. <laughs> Christ! <laughs> Christ! I thought he was we're never, crow. We're that. never gonna let you live that one. I'm sorry, buddy. But uh, you know that, what? You rough. can die on that hill if you want to. You can die on oh, the I hill won't. and look up into the sky and get sucked up. I'll be laughing. <laughs> now I will die on that hill as I say Shang Chi. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, was there anything about the movie um, that like you maybe wanted to see more of, or that, or something that you wanted to see you didn't get, or something you had an issue with? Because for me, for the most part, I really was pretty happy. Like the only things that maybe like I felt like could have been better. I felt like the pacing could have been a little bit better earlier on. I just felt like it was a little bit sluggish initially, where I was like, okay, this is a slower pace, and I thought a lot of build up where I feel like we should just get to the inciting incident by now. But then also, I was thinking about Stephen Yoon's character, where I really liked his character, and you know, I really wanted to know more about him or maybe see him have a bit of like a redemption story where he's not just this guy who's trying to monetize trauma, basically. Um, And, you know, someone said, you know, it would have been really cool of like when he got sucked up by this alien creature, if it like, if he somehow survived and then was like instrumental in like taking it down instead of just trying to like, you know, sell it or something like that. I I just wanted to see more of his character. I don't need that in particular, but I really just wanted to see maybe him kind of interact more with them as they're trying to like get a picture of this thing. Like, you know, maybe like blood on his face, like, all right, let's, you know, let's do this thing where he kind of drops the whole act of being this guy. Uh, I thought that would have been cool. But other than that, I really didn't really have a lot of like issues with the movie. I was really happy as a sci-fi fan. I had a blast, but what about you guys? I think 
I not necessarily like where it made me not like the movie or but like ah oh, it's not as good. Uh, the plot itself with them trying to get <clears throat> a picture of this alien so they can sell it, I'm assuming, to get money and save the ranch and all that stuff, uh, which was fine. I liked that part of it, but I wish they would have also taken into consideration that, like, what are you going to do once you get the picture? Because it's also still eating a bunch of people and, like, murdering animals and, you know, all these things. So I know eventually got there, but I wish that would have been, like, part of the plan a little bit, you know, because it seems mm-hmm. like, you know. What do you yeah. do with this big ass alien that's eating people that. afterwards? Yeah. Uh, also, I didn't know how he survived with the horse afterwards. Yeah. Not that I, I needed thought, to see, but it was a little weird. Yeah, I was a little surprised by that, honestly. I, a, a part of me actually I thought maybe it was like kind of like a hallucination on her part. Like maybe mm. she felt like this. But then I was like, I don't know. I feel like I'm reading too much into it. But I was like, I was also thinking like, how the fuck did he survive? He looked like he was, yeah. he looked like he was just gone for. I mean, it was a cool <laughs> Like it was a cool moment. Oh, it was, where it was you an amazing horse, shot, just like, him in the badass. smoke with the horse and his suit yeah. and his yeah. orange scorpion king. I love that he had a scorpion king sweatshirt. I thought <laughs> that was so fucking great. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it's one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, it looks fucking cool. So I almost don't care. But yeah. part of me was yeah. like, how did how did you survive? Yeah, there's two sides uh, to that coin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, am I wrong? But in the trailer, when did it not show like when it was raining down on the house? Different colors almost like it was paint i swear there was one trailer that was like that i don't know i don't remember i don't remember that all that much because honestly for this movie i anytime i would see the trailer i there was like one part of me that's like okay i'm watching it but then there's another part of me that's like actively trying to forget about it as soon as the trailer is over just to kind of keep the experience still fresh if that makes any sense like like there's certain trailers that you just sit there and you're like oh my god give me everything i want to like like you almost play like a where's waldo with certain trailers where you're just like what is every nook and cranny in this trailer and then Mm -hmm. with this i kind of felt like the less I know, the more I will enjoy this film because I truly felt like I set myself up for failure with us because I was dissecting all those trailers. And then when it turned out to be sort of a very simplistic story that kind of just didn't make sense, I was like, okay, maybe next time just curve it down just a little bit. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, I was just running because everyone out there, go take a look for me. I'll go look as well later on but i could have sworn there is a trailer where it's dropping down and it looks like paint in different colors of the house so when i was watching the movie the whole time i was like how the fuck is this alien gonna drop different colors I don't, like how's that gonna happen i mean if, if, if that's what was, was in the trailer it was just a good fake out because they wanted yeah, to see like the real yeah. reveal very marvel yeah. kind of thing to do yeah. where like they just kind of switch it out um exactly that's what i was wondering i was like oh okay they must have like switched it out just so it wouldn't like ruin you know a portion of it but yeah i thought that was really cool I'm curious no, that though. Whole scene with the blood. Well. Oh, that was good though. Um, <laughs> I, I'm curious to see what you guys think of the, like the the whole like title cards of the movie, where it kind of like sets up this like you know you know new chapters basically. For me, I didn't really think they were necessary. If I'm being honest, I just kind of felt like it was like an artistic choice, and I was like, okay. But I don't know. Did you guys like have any sort of feeling toward that or? Yeah, <laughs> I had a feeling towards it. Uh, pretentious. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's pretty much a little. Yeah, yeah. I thought it would. I thought yeah. it would come into play a little bit more. Yeah, I, I was kind of hoping it'd be more themselves. important. Yeah, yeah but like no, maybe it was, was just kind of like, okay, let's do something yeah. artsy. Or maybe like the it's, horse would have a backstory, and like the, I thought the nope. names themselves were gonna like play yeah. into the movie, but yeah, not, nothing no. that I caught at least that you know it tied into anything. Yeah. It, it was it was just it was just oh yeah you could shave off five seconds off of the movie in these moments but you know whatever with jordan peele i mean he's won an oscar he's won an oscar for writing i'm i'm nowhere near that caliber so he could do whatever the hell he wants <laughs> yep there you go <laughs> it's pretentious but you could do whatever you want you run an oscar and we love your movie so <laughs> do works. what you want we, we can handle it we can digest it but what did you guys our audience think of nope did you see it and if you have seen it did you love it did you hate it do you have all sorts of feelings about it let us know in the comments section below we want to know what you thought of nope since it's been a big topic of discussion a lot of people seem to be kind of all over the map on this one some people really love it some people really hate it and were super disappointed by it so we're definitely curious to hear your thoughts so let us know what you thought of nope in the comment section below and what a show we've had today so many things to talk about and i'm actually shocked that we're coming in at like an hour here i'm proud of us that was a lot of ground to cover in an hour 
Good Let's for do us. It. Good yeah. for us. So thank you for tuning into today's episode. Thank you for listening to all these different topics we've been talking about. I'm out of breath. They're out of breath, but we're still happy. We're having a good time here. But before we head out, of course, we always like to plug our little social media channel so that you guys can follow us outside of the show. So Nancy, where can people find you on the interwebs? Let them know. PL underscore Band-Aid on Twitter and Instagram. And you could find Lisa, yes, doing the uh, Tropic Thunder quiz. Yeah, we did it. On video we did it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I Check think some of us won. Kind of. No go, spoilers. Go take a look. Just watch it. Just watch it. Enjoy it. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. All right. Andres, <laughs> where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram not doing foghorn impersonations. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you're here. Yeah, I'll say it. 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 I'll think I'll say it. 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 i little fun bits up there just for just for shits and giggles i posted up a recut of the uh of the finale scene from x-men apocalypse with the 90s x-men theme on there for fun so go ahead and check that out if you want and you can also find me on the high voltage media channel we are just about to put out our retrospective on why Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom is an underrated gem in that collection. Yes, it is underrated. Um, but yeah, we're about to put that out on High Voltage Media. I mean, YouTube.com forward slash High Voltage Media. Yeah. Oh, goodness. You just have but so yeah, many things. But so ubiquitous. So many things. So ubiquitous. And uh, yeah, and that's pretty much where you can find us now. Boom. Uh, there you go. And if you'd like to follow me on the interwebs, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Chattelbash. You can find me on Facebook and YouTube at Chattelbash Reviews. You can find me here on the Film on Tap podcast every other week. It's a great show. We'd give it like a solid three out of ten A+. I think that the show is just top tier good. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to have to end up doing this all the time now. I'm sorry. It's too much fun. It's too easy. But thank you for tuning in to another episode of the show. We'll see you guys, and you'll be hearing from us in a couple weeks. Thank you for tuning in. This has been Film on Tap, where we've got the tap that never runs out. See you next time, guys. Mike Pop. Cheers. <laughs>